0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shivarman Mandaf Yomi. We are now in Darim Daf Pei Chet Amud Aleph at the 8th Mishnah of the 11th chapter, continuing on with the issue of HaFarat and Darim. Um, and as follows, Hamadir Hana'a Michotno. No. Let's say that a man banned his son-in-law from getting Hana'a from him, But he wants to give his daughter, who's married to that fellow, some money. So he gives the money to her. It says that money is given to you as a gift. On condition that your husband has no claim to them, no ruling over them. And the second thing he says is that the money has to be used for your own personal uses, literally what you put in your mouth. Now, that means that there has to be two components to his formula. One is that he stipulates explicitly that the husband will have no no ownership or no control over this money. And second of all, that she'll use it for her own personal needs. Now, a Rav. Rav says that the Mishnah is specific and is exclusive, and that's the only way it'll work. Amar Mashtar if he says to her, here's the money, as long as your husband doesn't have it, and you can do whatever you want with it, then the husband acquires it. Shmua says, even if you said it that way, since he said, as long as you're unconditioned, your husband doesn't have any claim over them, or any rights over them, therefore the husband does not acquire them, even if you said it this way. Now it's rob 's opinion we want to take a look at. Matkifthar bizera bizera challenges this, and says as follows. <coughs> Whose opinion is Rav picking up on that he's saying this? It must be like a mayor who says that a woman's control over her money is equal to her husband's control. And therefore, unless he stipulates explicitly... This is money to be used for your own personal use. The husband acquires it. We have a challenge. Taking us back to Eruvin. Remember that the way that their cities were built, they had homes that opened into a courtyard. For people to carry in that courtyard from home to home, they had to do an Eruv Chatzarot, in which they would join all of that area together. And then in order for all the courtyards in one Mavui alleyway to be able to carry to each other, in the Mavui they had to do a shituf Mavuot where the entire Mavui became partnered. How do you do that? you leave a barrel in the Mavui. And you say, this is for everybody. And that way they all have a joint ownership. But you need someone else who is not, connect, who is not tied to you financially, not a financial dependent, who will acquire it on behalf of everybody else. So if you have a Hebrew slave, they have an independent rights. They can do that. If you have children who are above majority, and you can use your wife. Now, Rameyer doesn't disagree here. So that means that even Remeyer would agree that if you that you can see your wife as independent from you so that you can give her this and she stands independently. If you nafim if you Remeir holds that the husband immediately acquires whatever the wife gets, that means this Eruf hey, never left the husband's hand, and therefore, how can the rest of the town or the rest of the mavui be So Amar Rav Afagavd Amar Remeir Yadi Shakiad Bala. So Rava says normally Rameer says Yadi Shakiad Bala. Modura Meir shituf. agrees that in this particular context of shituf, kevan de since his entire purpose is to masaka others, and the wife is the, is the, uh, appointed agent, as it were, for the others, therefore he allows her to have independent status. Now, A to be Ravashi, Ravina turned Ravashi and said, wait a second we have a braita uh, in which the wife is not able to do it we have the same list as in the Mishnah who can be the partner to uh, to work with you to get that eruv going is uh, either your Hebrew slaves or your adult children but who can you not use your young children your minor children your non-Jewish slaves and your wife is not able to so we have a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brightah as it is. The Mishnah that said that she can be a separate person, a separate agent for uh, the Eruv is where she herself owns her own courtyard in that Mavui. And therefore she really does stand alone. Since she can be Zocha for herself, therefore she's Zocha for everybody else. But the brighta represents the normal case where she doesn't have her own holdings in that Mavui, and therefore she cannot stand independently, and that all follows her mayor, the Yadishak bala, and that indeed is the position that Rav is adopting when he says if the father gives her money and doesn't explicitly stipulate this is only for what you're eating for yourself, then it becomes the husband's property. Okay, the next mishnah deals with a pasuk in the towards the end of the parsh of Nedarim, one we have not yet dealt with, which is that the that a single adult woman who takes a neder automatically it's mekuyam, just like a man, an adult man taking a neder. If a and the vow of a divorcee or a widow um, is mekuyam. Now, what does that mean? Ketzad. Amra. Now, the simple case is a woman's single; she takes a there, She has to live by the neder. She doesn't have a husband or a father to uh, to reject it. But we're going to see an additional piece to this. Amra hareni nizir alachar Let's say a single woman says, "I'm going to be in 30 days." even though she marries in the meantime the husband cannot be Mayfair because she took the Ned there when she was single, Na, but let's flip it. Let's say that she took the Ned there while she was married, then he can be Mayfair, even the following she says I'll be in Nizirah in thirty days and then he's Mayfair. Even though the marriage ended during 30, he divorced her, he died during 30. The how far he did in advance is good. In other words, according to the Mishnah, it is based on her status at the time she took the Neder, not the time that the Neder was in effect. Okay, keep that in mind when we get to the Gemara. Now, let's say that you took a Neder, and on that day, the he divorced her and then he took her back on the same day and he can't be made fair. and that's something we saw in the previous paragraph here's the rule if she had one moment of independence which she had when he divorced her then he can never be made fair even though there are she took while she was married to him and even though it's the same day he heard about him doesn't matter now we have a bright uh, that seems to edge in on our Mishnah's topic Tanya and say if a woman who is single says, "I will be in Nizirah the, the minute I marry notice she didn 't say in for thirty days she said the minute I marry uh, and then she got married Rishmael says the husband can be Mayfair even though she took the net when she was single loya fair. he said she can 't he can 't the editor puts in this mnemonic, yod, lamed, lamed, yod, as a way to remember, yafer, lo yafer, lo yafer, yafer, yod, lamed, lamed, yod. So, so far we've seen the yod and the lamed, Rishmael says yafer, Rishmael says, Rakiva says lo yafer, now yeshet ishem raharein nazirah, i got to flip, a married woman says I'm in the lech she'et garesh. When I'm divorced, I'll become an Nazirah, Vinit Garsha. Rabbi Shmuel says, you can't divorce her, because you can't reject it, because the netter kicks in after they're no longer married. Rabbi Shmuel says, you can because she took the netter when they are married. So in other words, Rabbi Shmuel's whole focus is on when the netter kicks in. Rabbi Kiva's whole focus is on what her status was when she took the netter. Now, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel now presents his reasons. Harehu Omer, if the neder of an almana and a grusha, meaning, it has to be a neder in effect while she's single for it to be uh, off limits for hafarah. It says, what does the pasuk say? Anything she bans upon herself, meaning, the Yisurim have to exist when she's uh, single for it to be off limits of afara. So again, the Machloket is whether or not her status at the time of taking the netter or her status at the time of the effectiveness, effect of the netter the netter being in effect, is what counts. That's the Machloket. Now, so, Rav Chista then says, Our Mishnah, it placed the focus on her status at the time that the that uh, she took the nadir um uh is Rabbi Kiva. he says, no, even Rabbi shmuel would agree with our Mishnah. be in our Mishnah. She said, In thirty days I'll be in the zirah A she be Nisuing. And the brighta she specifically made it associated with either getting married or getting divorced. It could be in the Mishnah that thirty days will come and she isn't married. Thirty days will come and she's not divorced. In other words, she said in thirty days I'll be in a zirai. It happened to be that during those thirty days her marital status changed, but that's not. She didn't make that the condition of the neder uh, kicking in. So when she makes it the condition, Rabbi Shema will turn around and say that the she has to be. Um, she had to have taken the neder when she was married for it to be available for Haferat Rabbi Kiva will say no it has to be that it's in effect when she's married but when she just puts it in days Rabbi Shmo will say since it's possible for her to still be married when this neder kicks in therefore it really does go after the time that she stated uh, sorry that in, then it will go after the time when it kicks in and that's uh, Amba Zehaklal diktani to you Now, here's the problem. The Mishnah in the tenth parak said the same thing. It said here, Here's the rule: any time that she has, any situation where she has a moment of total independence, there's no more hafara for any bans that existed before that. Now. It said it there, and it said it here. So, that phrase that it said in the 10th parak, what was that for? That's to include a case where the father went with the agents of the husband. She's now going to get married. The the father's agents went with the, the agents of the husband. Um... Meaning that that entire time she's still considered connected, and in that case, in that case, if she took the letter at that point, or they find out about it at that point, the father and the fiancé have to co- still cooperate. She's not out of the father's or in our Mishnah is masarha if the father handed her off to the agents of the husband, or the father's agents handed her off to the agents of the husband, in that point, then any Nedarim that existed before are now inaccessible, because the husband cannot make for B'kodmin, as we know. Meaning, as long as the father is with her, she is not fully married. Father or his agents. The minute that they hand her off to the husband or his agents, she is now married. That Masiral Chuppa. And therefore um and therefore uh uh that's what's being included, that would be that moment of independence. Okay. The, the last Mishnah we're going to take a look at today is a relatively long Mishnah. And um, um and a one tiny line of Gemara. Tesha rot nidrehen kayamin. The Muhammad gives a very nice introduction in his Perish Mishnaya to this Mishnah. It says, one important thing you have to remember is that the word yetoma here does not mean that her father is dead as an orphan, but rather any girl who um, who was mikudeshet and then became a bogeret, or who was fully married and then is no longer married, even as a Is no longer Roshuta'av. And she left Roshuta'av, and it's like she's a living orphan, meaning that her father's alive, but she's considered orphan. Her father has no more Roshuta over her. Teshon wrote Nidarim, and there's nine types of girls whose Nidarim are Kayam, meaning that HaFarah is inaccessible. Bogaret Vehiatoma. I'd say if a girl took a, she has to be a Nara, as we introduced, a girl took a Nedarash, a Nara, and then she became a Bogaret. So um and uh and so therefore the father has no more shoot over her. Nara Bagrabi Yatuma, or a girl who was in Naara and then became a Bogar Natuma, Naara Shalobagrabi or a Naara herself, Shalobagra, but who was married and got divorced, viha, a Bogert whose father actually died, Nara viha, a Naara who who uh who became a Bulgarit and then her father died. Now this by the way seems to be a lot of overlapping and really there's only a couple categories here and I'm giving all sorts of specific examples of the same thing. A Nara uh, <coughs> whose father died before she became of age and she's still at that point. Or a Nara whose father died while she was a Nara and then she became a Bulgarit. All the same thing. A regular Bulgarit whose father's alive. Nara Bogarat hakayam, or a Naara who became a Bogarat and her father's alive. He adds a new category and he says that if a man is Makadesh and marries off his daughter as a ktana, and she becomes widowed or divorced, then she comes back to be a Naarah. That's for Bihuda. Now, the one line in the Gemara is Amra Bhutamara, behuda This entire mission is for Chomomim shalosh kaman. said there's three kinds of girls who have ndarim, and this will be much easier to hear. Bogaret, meaning a girl who's already achieved majority. Yetoma, a girl whose father's not alive. Or Yetoma B'chayyav, a girl who was married, not, not betrothed, married, and then divorced or widowed. Uh, even though her father's alive, she's Yatumam And that's it. Okay, in the next podcast we'll do the penultimate shear of Masachet Nidarim, which will take us from Daf Amud Amudbet to the Mishnah and Daf Amud Amudbet. And in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.